Adam Boobity is an Air Force senior enlisted leader with 17 years of active duty. He shares his journey of the power of connection and how working as a camp mentor for STEM has changed how he sees his own future. My favorite thing that he said is that when we have shared goals, a shared vision, and we can work towards something greater than ourselves, the more power there is in investing in that thing. So stay tuned to Adam's inspiring story. You don't want to miss it. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. And today, my guest is the incredible Adam Boobity. Thank you for being here, Adam. You're welcome. Happy to join in. Thank you for having me. So Adam and I, gosh, we just connected, what, just a few weeks ago? Yep. Yeah. And I think it was, I, I really don't know how we got connected. How did we get connected? Uh, so, um, you know, I follow the Llama Lounge and their leadership podcast that's put on by uh, the Llama team. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good friend of mine, Joe Bogdan, he's part of that team. And um, you were a guest on that show. And through listening to some of the things you said, I was like, man, I need to reach out and talk to Shay mm. uh, and just see where this connection goes. Um, and that's just part of networking, right? Yeah. Uh, meeting new people and, and experiencing new things and kind of growing out. Um, and so I, I sent you a message on Facebook and I was like, hey, uh, I want to talk to you about, you know, some of your things. I, I'm really interested in the things you said on this podcast. And uh, you reached back and you're like, cool, let's set, set up a Zoom call. So we did a quick little Zoom call. And in uh, maybe like 20, 30 minutes, you were like, you need to be on my show. And I was <laughs> like, man, I can't wait. I'm excited. Let's do it. But, I love it. I love it. I love it. And I love how that, that that's how it works, right? Like you just hear somebody on a podcast and you're like, hey, I just want to reach out to them. And I love the Llama Lounge uh, people and and Joe Bogdan, and he's actually uh, a guest as well. So I'm super excited that you're here, Adam, because for those of you who don't know, Adam Boobity is an Air Force senior enlisted leader with 17 years of active duty experience. Currently, he is serving as a superintendent of the 386th Expedientary Civil Engineer Squadron in Kuwait. He is responsible for providing operations, maintenance, force protection, engineering, and emergency services for the largest logistics operation hub in its central command center area of operations. Also, for the last six years, he has been a member and now serves on the National Board of the Society of American Military Engineers as an elected director. SAMI, as it is known as, is a diverse organization that routinely invests in the development of its members. This professional association seeks to develop leaders supporting the defense of our nation. It also provides fantastic networking opportunities, which, as you can tell, Adam and I are already done. (laughs) Plenty of options for volunteering, including technical information through webinars and publications. Next, he will return back to the States before his next assignment in Germany. So, Adam, I just, you know... There's so many nuggets that I'm thinking of all the things that we talked about last time, but I just really want to bring up. But 
I always like to start off first with what does investing in people mean to you? Uh, for me, it's really growth to maximize learning. Um, one thing I've noticed over time is you learn so much from other people. You know, as stepping into the position I am, I'm in now as a senior enlisted leader, you know, a lot of people will come to you for mentorship and not really realize how much that, you know, myself as that senior leader is able to grow from learning from their experiences and uh, helping them. And uh, it's, it's kind of like reading books, right? Like when, when there's a book put together and someone has had like, you know, let's say 60 years of life or whatever they experienced, and they put all that down and you read it and you experience their life through their words, you're growing um, through that experience of, of seeing it through their lens and their world. Um, so it's like a lifetime of experience shared. Mm. And um, I, I really love one of the things I say a lot is iron sharpens iron, right? Yeah. We grow together and, and collectively we're stronger. And, um, you know, one of the things thinking about it, uh, the reason why I love investing in people so much is uh, it kind of creates like an exponential potential um, mm-hmm. where the, the growth just builds and builds and builds on top of itself. And um, thinking about it recently, you know, one of the things leaders talk about a lot is the 80-20 rule, right? The mm-hmm. Pareto principle where, you know, 80% of the work done by 20% of the force or however you want to work that math into what your situation is. Yeah. Well, if you could take and you invest in, you know, one more percent and that becomes 21% or 22% and 20, you know, you can almost turn the Pareto principle on its head. And as you, you seek to, to grow that human capital. Hmm. And uh, I, I see that as so much value added that uh, I, I love it. I love watching uh, the growth of potential to turn into something amazing. And it's, it's rewarding for me. What an amazing answer. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, you know, something you said, um, well, first of all, you said iron serpents iron, but you also said about the, the growth of human capital. So just from my um, non-military experience and knowing all of the people, uh, all the veterans in the military that I work with now, I feel like that is something that they really understand. Um, so would you going forward with your, with your experience in the air force, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like that is something that they have invested in you? And so it continues that loop. So you invest in other people. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm a product of all my mentors and experiences. They helped me get where I am. And, uh, you know, it's my duty to develop that next generation of leaders. So, um, you know, kind of paying it forward. So reaching down and pulling those guys up to where I am, uh, there's nowhere for me to move up to. You know, not that that ever stopped me even before I made it to this level. It was, you know, one of the mindsets that I always kind of had was, preparing someone else to sit in the chair that I'm in, no matter what position I was in. Um, Cause that shared knowledge gives us strength yeah. and it gives us more freedom of movement because if all the eggs are invested in one basket with just me, 
what happens when I get sick? What happens when I am otherwise indisposed? Can the mission still go on? It needs to. And uh, as if we can make that more seamless, then great. Um, so I always look to for opportunities to grow that that next guy. So so hey, next man up, I'm down. Step in. You need to be ready. Not not tomorrow. Like in case it happened today, how do yeah. we make sure that they're ready to do it with confidence? You know, um, because the other thing is is you know if if I in fact am looking to move up. Uh, to a higher level position or something like that. Okay, well, when I move up, someone needs to fill that gap. Uh, and if they're not ready to fill that gap, in a lot of ways, I'm responsible for that failure. Mm. So part of it was yeah. owning the responsibility of making sure that they're ready to do the job. Yeah, owning the responsibility as a leader that you're, right. yeah, that. The, the next person is ready to do the job. I love that. And I you know, really hit on something that I think most people don't think about. And you said, reach um, a hand up, reach out to the next person for a hand up, not for a hand out. Right. And there's right. a total so difference reach, there. Reach down to pull them up. Yes. 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 Right. Yes. It's kind of like, it, it kind of like, um, I guess one of the things that, that works for me, you know, a good analogy is I, I like to run like Spartan races and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, the, the tough mutter. Yep. And there's a lot of times, you know, maybe you climbed up that muddy hill and you're at the top of it or you're at the top of that wall. Uh, are you going to keep going or are you going to turn around, reach your hand down and help the next guy get up to the top too? Yeah. What do you do? Uh, a little bit of both. So if, if, if I'm at the bottom and I see someone struggling, I'm going to help push them up. And when I get to the top, I'm turning around to reach my hand back down and say, Hey, mm. come on, I got more to do. So like I said, stronger together, you know, we, we, it, it's, it's a principle that's worked for me. And, mm-hmm. uh, I like to build a culture that, that breeds that in. Yes. And, and, you know, it's interesting because I think, you're you're not only just serving our military, but you're also serving in the 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 SAMI, the Society of Military um, Engineers. And I really am thinking. So, at some point, did you go? Oh, I, I I know I have the capability to do more, and you seek them out, or was that just a something that fell into your lap? Or like explain that situation with us, how you found them. So that kind of happened by accident. Yeah. Um, for a long time, I thought that that wasn't something for me. Uh, mm. I knew very little about the organization, but I didn't understand the value that it had mm-hmm. uh, and what what potential it had to, to not only for me, but for anybody else for that matter. I didn't even really know what they did, what their mission was, what their values were or any of that. So um at one point in time, and I, at, I think I was, I had been in the, the military for about 11 years when, before I uh, joined as a member. And uh, it was because a friend of mine was like, hey, by the way, here's this opportunity to go out and they have what's called an engineering and construction camp, which is for like high school juniors and seniors to go out. And they do like an engine, uh, 
it's like an eight day event where, uh, and it happened to be at the air force Academy mm-hmm. where it's a, it's a camp, you know, the kids go out and they do events and stuff like that to really spin them up in STEM activities and stuff like that. And it does a little bit of introductory stuff on like, Hey, if you want to, you know, join the military as an engineer, here's your opportunity. But if you want to stay as a civilian with an engineer, uh, engineer degree and pursue that, that's great. Here's some networking that you can do so that maybe you can get a job and a scholarship mm-hmm. and all these other things, if that's what you want to do. Uh, just to spin up the whole like K, K through 12 STEM program. Anyway, uh, they invited me to go out to that camp and be a camp mentor, pretty mm-hmm. much a camp counselor. And that really opened my eyes. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so fun. And I was like, where was this when I was a kid? <laughs> anyway, right. Um, so I did that little trip and I come back and my friend was like, hey, did you have a good time? I was like, yes, of course. You know, I started telling stories. She goes, OK, well, the next meeting we have why don't you come out and do a little presentation on like your experience so that other people can, you know, see the value of going out and being a camp mentor. And I was like, sure. I don't, that, that sounds fun to me. I don't mind. So I did that. And then, you know, they were like, Hey, so uh, we could sure use some help on our board here at the local post. And I was like, sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I jumped into that. And then, then after that, they, they started, uh, providing me back, back at even more opportunities. And I was like, okay, cool. And the more and more and more I found out about the organization, uh, the more it made me want to just be involved. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that sparked it for me the most. So they have what's called a post leadership workshop mm-hmm. where, so Sammy has uh, about 105 uh, posts, kind of like chapters, right? Mm-hmm. Around the globe. And they invite leaders that volunteer on those posts to come out to a big annual event where they teach you about, you know, how to grow a nonprofit, how to be a leader in the organization. They talk about their values and uh, a lot of their initiatives that they're trying to kick off just to to keep improving. Right. Uh, So I got invited to one of these things. I go to it. And uh, me and one other person in the entire room of about 50 people happen to be enlisted members. Mm. Everybody else is either civilians or officers. And I'm looking and I'm like, why is this strange? And I was actually approached by one of the national leaders at the time. And he was like, I'm really proud to see you here. Mm. And he spoke to us, too, directly because we're non-commissioned officers at the time. Mm -hmm. He's like, we don't get a lot of enlisted. It's really great to see you here. So my next question was like, hey, so who is my enlisted representation? Like, who can I talk to about, you know, being an enlisted member in this organization if it's different? Um, And he said that there once was a committee that was like an NCO uh, committee, a chartered committee within the organization that was disbanded. It no longer existed. And I was like, so when I started learning the value that the organization had in what it can serve, I realized that there's very few enlisted members that would even know to take advantage of it because it, they didn't know it existed just like me, you know, mm-hmm. through ignorance. Right. Um, so I was like, I, I want to make this a thing. 
I, I want I want to tell this story. I want more people to learn what I learned so that they can take this and grow themselves. Uh, and so I used it. I decided, you know what, I'm going to make this a platform to to communicate it and get it out there that there are so many opportunities for you to come just grab them. Um, and and I wanted to figure out ways to communicate that value out to everybody. So that's what kept me going in this organization is is growing that potential. So um, for, for for our listeners, if you didn't catch it, let me just explain. It was something that fell into his lap and he decided to explore it with curiosity and going in and saying, hey, what does this have for me? And look where he's at now. Six years later, he's on the board and he's helping not just the organization grow, but the organization is helping him grow. So it just goes to show you just never know. You just never know. And uh, it's funny because that's how you kind of got me involved. <laughs> and uh, so I'm, I'm exploring it as well and seeing if there's a fit for me. So you just never know, never know guys what's out there. If, if something's a fit for you or not until you go, you have the courage to go explore it. So, and you can tell Adam that you are so passionate about it. Oh, thank you. It, it's really been um, a huge experience the biggest part for me has probably just been the networking, like meeting new people, learning their stories, figuring out um, what what they bring to the table and, and how we can grow from each other. It's, you know, one of the things that's really fun for me, you know, like, let's say I meet you and we talk about things and I'm like, okay, I, I see all the things you're interested in and the things you like and, and where your power and your strength lies. And maybe that's nothing that I can help you with. But I meet somebody else and they match you per- like they have a project they're working on that could use your skills perfectly. And I'm like, you need to go talk to her. And yeah. boom, things happen. Um, and I love being part of that process mm-hmm. and, and doing as much as I can to kind of like enable it. Right. Yeah. Um, I find that with uh, networking and investing in that human capital, right? Yeah. Is, uh, in, I guess in business, you probably talk about it a lot with some of your entrepreneur friends is, um, return on investment, right? Yeah, it's absolutely topic. Like, Hey, so if we put X number of dollars or effort into this, what are we going to get and win? Um, I found that with this, with, uh, investing in people, right. That power is immeasurable. That yes. return on investment is yes. immeasurable. Absolutely. And, and I can't think of a good reason why not to do it. Mm, I love that. And thank you so much for using all of the words of the title of my podcast in that (laughs) because it's true. And that is literally why I created this conversation is because I think people don't really get the power of networking and connecting with people because you just don't know where that could take you. Right. And you, excuse me, you and myself and a lot of people that I am connected to are natural connectors. Like as soon as you meet somebody, your wheels and our wheels are already turning going, okay, I know who you need to meet. Like immediately you're already thinking to two or three people that I need to connect you to. And 
yeah. And so not only do I do that, I know many people who do that. And it's just so invigorating and addicting to be around that type of type of people. And so I can see completely why you were in this, this nonprofit. So is there, so I'm just curious now that we've talked all all about the stuff that you've done in the air force and now that you've done in the the SAMI, um, was there a time in your life where someone like you might've been having a bad time, a rough time, maybe you were a troublemaker, maybe you were heading down a wrong path and someone reached out to you and was like, Hey, come with me. I want to invest in you. I want to mentor you. Is there anybody like that or any story like that in your life? There are many events (laughs) along my journey where, um, a little more bullheaded, uh, Mm -hmm. Adam Boobity had to be wrangled and Mm -hmm. say like, Hey, let me, let me teach you a better way to do this. Or, you know, Hey, I see what you're doing. Let me show you how you could do it better. Um, and uh, or, you know, sometimes there was those moments where you're down and you're, you're not quite sure how to dig yourself back out of that hole without mm-hmm. digging deeper. And you need that hand to reach down and pull you up out of the hole. Right. Or teach you how to teach yourself how to climb out. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you're saying about the someone reaching the hand down. I just want to encourage people that. There are people out there that you see that is down. So I encourage you to go ahead and reach your hand up out to help them out. Because the thing is, is that a lot of times when we are down, one, we're not willing to see that we're down, right? We can't even see it because we're just so stuck in it. We can't even see that that's what we're stuck in. And two, and when we decide that we're stuck in it, or when we realize that we are, sometimes we're unwilling to ask for help. Oh, absolutely. It, you know, you're, you're afraid that it leaves you too vulnerable. You're afraid yeah. that it'll make you look weak to even ask, oh, or, you know, oh, they're going to think I'm dumb and I don't know how to do my job. And next thing you know, I'm fired. And then, you know, your mind starts spiraling out of control mm-hmm. with this anxiety and depression of like, well, I guess I just have to carry this burden on my own. And it's, it's so not true. Um, I think one thing that really helped me over time too is, is just, uh, especially in recent years was just self-reflection. You know, there's so much growth that I've gained from my own self-reflection. You know, once you learn to look back on some of those things that you did, even if you did it right, like how could, how, what did you do wrong on the way there, even though the outcome was what you wanted? And, and thinking back through all those life events really helped me get a new perspective on things. Mm. Mm. I love that self-reflection. And you're so right. You know, we have, all of us have fear, right? And a lot of times it's fear. It's not a physical fear. It's, it can be fear of snakes or spiders, right? But a lot of times it's fear of that unknown of what's going to happen if I'm vulnerable. Right. And uh, actually, I have it written down. Hold on. Yeah. So I can't remember where this came from. Uh, I found it somewhere. And, and every now and then looking at it is is inspirational for me. It says uh, it's a quote. Fear is not real. Fear is simply a product of thoughts that you create. Danger is very real. But mm. fear is a choice. Mm. 
That is so profound. And I love that from the standpoint of I'm a fearless living coach. So (laughs) I coach people through fear. And so, yeah, that's very true. However, I will say that that's how fear shows up in your mind. Um, And sometimes in your body, it shows up as if it was real danger. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's going to treat you as, uh, you know, you're, you're in that hole and you're trying to that you're trying to get out of uh, the same way as if, um, you know, you've got, you're trying to get over that, that rope wall at the, the mutter, mutter races, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what is, who, who is Adam as um, a person? We talked about you as an airman and talked about as a, a volunteer. So who is Adam as a person growing up and, and now? And what led you to making that decision to being in the Air Force? So uh, I grew up in New Orleans, Louisiana. Matt, you know, it was a fun life. And I was always the really independent one mm. who couldn't wait to escape home. And always just kind of wanted to go out and run on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure what to do with my life. And I didn't know, like, I didn't have that one dream job, like, man, I can't wait to do this. So I didn't really have direction. I just mm-hmm. knew that I wanted to go out and experience more of the world. I never really spent too much time traveling or getting outside of the state. So uh, I wasn't sure what was out there, but I wanted to go experience it. And, you know, I made some mistakes in high school, not doing really any preparation for college, thinking in my head like, oh, yeah, I'll I'll go to college. But my entire senior year, not doing making any effort to try to get grants or scholarships or anything like that. And as time dwindled down, as we approached graduation, I was like, I don't really have a plan. But I know that I probably want to do college and I don't feel like, I guess I didn't want to jump into going towards a degree, not knowing what the end outcome was, like what I actually want to do. I didn't have a passion for anything in particular. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt like it would might be a waste if I did like a two or a four year degree or pursue one and then change my mind and then change my mind and then change my mind. So I was like, you know what? The military sounds fun. And if I'm going to do that, uh, I'm going to pick the air force. And I felt like it was a better option. So I went, just jumped both feet into that. Mm-hmm. I was like, come on, let's go. Uh, with the original intention of doing six years and that was it and calling it quits, you know, mm-hmm. taking that time to get my degree done and then take off the uniform, come back home and then enjoy a life uh, knowing that I had that experience. But uh, I had some good leaders and mentors along the way. And uh, with the Air Force, I really found purpose. Uh, I found Mm. good direction. And I really developed that passion for the camaraderie that we had and just living that life, even though it was away from home. Uh, It was kind of the adventure I was looking for, you know. Here I am, 17 years later, you know, loving it. And uh, I grow with every new experience. And um, I'm thankful for everything that I had along the way. Mm, Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Independent. (laughs) And that's clearly that's why we're friends. (laughs) I I was the same way. I was. um, My uh, family had another word for it was independent. But yeah, that's a good word. (laughs) 
stubborn, strong-willed. Uh, yeah, that kind of troublemaker. Yeah, that was that was my word. <laughs> wow. So I, you've done so many things, and you've gone so many places right now in your Kuwait, and you're going to go into Germany. You've invested in other people, and people have invested in you. So what would you um, see as your legacy? What would you want to be remembered for? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, I would I would hope that uh, I could live as someone who really inspired others. You know, I might not be able to change the world, but if I can inspire the person who does, then that's an amazing opportunity that I wouldn't want to miss out on. One more reason that I love networking and I I, I don't I don't skip on opportunities to stop and talk with someone new and hear their story and see where I can help them help themselves. Yeah, it, it's it's been like I said, it's it's been an amazing journey. It's it's fun every day. And uh, I just want to continue to do that. You know, one of the things I look forward to when I eventually do take off the uniform is is maybe getting uh, do like uh, leadership coaching or or something along those lines because I have a passion for it. I, I have a passion for just growing others and, and, and serving that call. Mm, well, you'd be great at it. You would definitely be great at it. And you do inspire people. You inspire people now. And that's that's kind of the, the reason I ask that question is because so many people don't put thought into what they're doing and and how they want to be remembered. And yet when they think about it, it's like you're doing it now and how amazing that you're, you get to live out your legacy. Yeah. um, And, you know, one of the things I I really uh, attached to that I I figured out a while back is um, I call it like the one plus one equals three concept. Okay. Where, uh, you know, that, that, that sounds stupid when it comes to math, right? One plus one should equal two. But when the difference between two people that are just happen to be working with each other or in, in like a small group versus two people who are working on a team for towards a common purpose, their combined effort is more than their, the sum of their effort. Mm. Right. So the more we can have shared goals, a shared vision and, and work towards something greater than ourselves, the more power there is in, in, in investing in that and watching that grow has been something that I always try to cultivate. Mm, that's so true. So true. I think there is a, a lost art of collaborating and building a team of other people. There is um, so many um, solopreneurs in the world. And if that is you, I, as if you're listening to this, if that is you, I encourage you to really reach out. And especially in this time when we are online, most of it because of the coronavirus, I encourage you to reach out. For an example, Adam's in Kuwait. I am not. <laughs> I am in the middle of the country of United States. And I, he reached out to me over Facebook. And we just had this awesome conversation that led us to here. And who knows where it's going to lead to next. And that's the thing, you know, when you put say that the one plus one equals three, it's because the the other component 
is the task, right? Is the thing, is the connection, is that spark, that, that um, collaboration connection that spreads like when, to, when people are working together, it spreads like wildfire, right? right? When you're a lit match, when you're a solopreneur working by yourself, we tend to have, we tend to fizzle out, right? And so that's what all of this is, is, you know, all, all of my life and connecting and collaborating is really about is really bringing other people to the table so you can lift each other up. So this is uh, um, what Adam's talking about is a movement, not just a moment, right? This isn't just a moment. Yeah, it's not just a moment of a conversation. This is a you guys moving forward together stronger, lifting each other up. So, and yes, you are absolutely inspiring uh, everyone along your path. Um, I, I know you'll inspire our listeners for sure. And, and if you do are listening to this and you're like, well, I don't know who to reach out to. Adam reached out to me. Feel free to reach out to me. Feel free to reach out to Adam. Definitely. And he can get you plugged in to Sammy if that's something you want, which by the way, <laughs> he's it's the Society of American Military Engineers. And what did you tell me that you don't have to be? <laughs> so uh, in order to sign up to be a member, there is no criteria for you to have been in the military to be a degreed engineer uh, or even actually to be an American, um, <laughs> which is is really funny to think about. Now, it was established in 1920, so this year we're celebrating our centennial, so the organization has been around for some time, yeah. uh, you know, and uh, it, like I said, or you you brought up in the beginning, it's a very diverse organization. You know, yeah. we've got people that are in the civilian industry that work in architectural engineering, uh, different firms, uh, marketing, all kinds of logistics these, all these things fit into the grand scheme of like, how do we do engineering to support national defense and just improve the overall community as a whole? And so much of that is linked to what the military does, which is what builds the connection is that community. Mm, I love that. And so how can people know more information um, about that and know more information about you? Where can they connect with you? So uh, they can definitely connect with me on Facebook or LinkedIn. Um, I've got accounts on both. Just search my name. Uh, There's not too many boobities out there, so I'm easy to find. And uh, if you want to learn more about Sammy, you could go to www.same.org and uh, search around on their website and find out more. Sign up to be a member if you'd like. Uh, for those of you listening that are uniformed service members, one amazing benefit that they offer is uh, when you sign up to be a member, your membership is good for the life of your service. So if uh, you sign up on day one of year one and you do 20 years of service, your 20 years of a SAMI membership only costs you $60. Awesome. Awesome. And what a great benefit for um people who are active, right? That's such right. a great On membership. top of everything else, yeah. this um, organization happens to offer. And uh, yeah, it, it, like I said, one more reason that I, I try to market them as much as I can, because 
the, the more people that know about it, the more people can just uh, get the value for themselves. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Adam, it has been an honor and a pleasure to have you. And so thank you so much for taking your time out of your busy schedule. I know it's probably, hopefully it's not in the middle of the night over there, but I know it's probably, might be late for you. Um, but I always like to leave with this last question. So what phrase, scripture, or mantra are you living by right now? Ooh, that's a good one. Man, I don't, I don't know. Phrase, scripture, or mantra. Man, this is a hard question. I'm not not sure how to answer it. You know, I'll tell you what. I will read what – so every week I update my my, uh, whiteboard in my office with a a quote so that anybody who comes to visit and see it and something that kind of moves me through the week. So I will read for you the one that I put up there for this week. It says, um, at the end of the day, it is not about what you have – or even what you have accomplished. It is about who you have lifted up, who you have made better. And that is from Denzel Washington. Wow. Well, that is exactly encapsulates everything we talked about today. So that's a perfect uh, quote to go by. I love that. It's a great phrase. So thank you for sharing that. And like I said, thank you for for being here and you can connect with Adam on LinkedIn or Facebook and check out the CME.org website. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This has been wonderful and uh, I can't wait to connect with you some more. Thank you. Hey, don't turn this off just yet. Does the thought of collaborating and connecting with a diverse group of creative thought leaders appeal to you? Do you have a compelling story and don't know where to start? Have you ever thought about writing a book and thought about writing the whole book is overwhelming? Well, we are looking for you. We want to connect and collaborate with other podcasters, coaches, and entrepreneurs who want to gain exposure. We are looking for other people who want to co-author a book with us. You can find out more details at firestartersbookproject.com.